about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This messy thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 83 of the Better Herons podcast, a special midnight edition of the Better Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? I didn't know I signed up for guaranteed two-plus goals per game. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, oh, this yeah. is amazing. This is amazing. Yes. But you know what's I mean, funny, though? I thought uh-huh. today's game wasn't that fun, though. It wasn't. It was a little more boring than the other guy than the other games. But hey, yes. four goals, bro. I'll take that it, and it, run with it, baby. No, a hundred percent. But you know what? It, it was weird today because this is what the fifth game now with Messi, and out of the, I, I, I mean, obviously the ones have been very dramatic in, in fashion. But even that the Atlanta game where we won four to zero, it just felt more exciting. Is, is it that we're getting spoiled? Is that do you think that's what it is? I mean, I I don't want to say that we're getting spoiled, but like I'm really enjoying that the last three games, the last four games, we've had four goals out of the last three out of the four, and then the one against Orlando City, we had three goals. Like I am legitimately enjoying that to the maximum. It's a well, it's a beautiful thing. Like this is an amazing feeling. Well, well, let me give you an interesting stat, right? So uh, I was lucky enough that my brother drove to the game, so I was able to look up some stats on the way home. And how many goals do you think we scored in 22 regular season games so far this year? I'd say 14. No, well, damn. <laughs> the worst team, I think, is like 18 or 16. Or 16. Okay. Okay. Or maybe I so we weren't that bad, but 22 goals in 22 games. All right. 22 goals in 22 games, regular season before Messi gets here. Remember when Messi got here, we were riding an eleven-game winless streak. It was it was it was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah. In five games that Messi has been here for the League Cup, five games we've scored seventeen goals. That's amazing. <gasps> That's beautiful. Like, man. What is this? What world are we living in? Messi's world. It, this is Messi's world, and we just live in it. And I, man, I'm so happy right now. Well, and not only, I mean, look, Eric Carr just wrote in the chat, I like boring 4-0 wins. I will take a boring 4-0 win over a 1-1 garbage game. Um, uh, for the record, the person that said they sorry, saw me taking down a snow cone, uh, that was me. My wife wanted to buy a snow cone. I wanted no parts of it, but Chris's wife decided to buy her an alcoholic beverage. And we had the snow cone in hand, and she's like, well, I guess you're going to have to eat it now. So, yes, that, that was me for sure. So, next time, say hi. Um, yeah, man. It was fun. It was fun. So it was a fun it, it game. Cool and it was my wife's and... first showing, too. Oh, first time she got to see Messi? Yeah, was, first time she got to there. see Messi. It was fun out there. Now, uh, I mean, I guess we, we're going to get into the game now. But before we get into the game, when we were driving home, we started texting each other. And we said, oh, shit, Philly's game is tied up. It might go oh to penalties. God, that, that was we might have a home game on Tuesday. But uh, unfortunately, that is not what happened. So not only did Philadelphia win in a late game heroics by uh, it was some kid, Donovan, that scored his first ever career goal, I think, with Philadelphia. Yes. But now, so now we're going to play against Philadelphia, which is one hell of a team. And we're also playing in Philly. So the only chance now that we have a home game now from now until i think september right so like that's it yeah everybody got their messy fixed in august you're gonna have to wait till september unless we play monterrey and they beat lafc and we play them either in the final or in the third place game but um if I i'm mean, if i'm not mistaken i think monterrey is losing 2-0 oh there you go okay so just know that we're not gonna see Messi and friends here in miami for uh I- well I'll, actually i'll check it out right now I want to I want to mention something here. Uh yeah, they got robbed Mike V. Mike V is saying that Querétaro got ro- Querétaro got robbed and offside? for sure. Let me tell you, they got robbed blindly. It it was bad. That they they deserved 
to go to penalties and the fact that some guy got the red card called on him and then all of a sudden you have that offsides play i mean i don't want to do like philly game breakdown if you want go watch todd the god for that He's coming oh, this week too. Yes. By the way, we got Todd the God already for Monday at nine o'clock. So if you he's want already to already locked in, Philly, baby. He's already locked in. He said, I'm looking forward to being with on with you guys, but not really looking forward to the game. Why? Because everybody is shook when it comes to Inter Miami, which is it's it's a nice taste change of pace than what we're used to. But um, I mean, I hope the Cinderella story doesn't end now. Is, can we call it a Cinderella story since Messi's on our team? I mean, we could call it a Cinderella story. We were literally the worst team in the East. Yeah, I mean, so I, yeah, I, I, I don't you, care what anybody says. It's a Cinderella story. It's a comeback. Yeah, okay, it's a comeback story. We're LL Cool J. All right. <laughs> all right. So I guess let's get into the game. Uh, what were your main? Oh wait, a lot of people talking about how they're worried about Philly. Philly road trip. Real quick, Philly road trip sounds awesome. I would love to. I was talking to my wife like we should go to Philly. But the thing is, with road games, it's it's difficult enough paying for tickets here in Miami. But people here in Miami, for the most part, know if they don't see him today, by the way, the next home game is August 30th against Nashville. And if they don't see him on August 30th against Nashville, they can wait till Sporting KC on September 8th and so on. We have more opportunity to see Messi. On the road, those people in those towns know I either see Messi this game or maybe I got to wait till next year and you never know what's going to happen. So... Tickets are really expensive for road games, so I really don't think that too many people are going to be making it out. I hope La Familia, you know, some of the supporter groups or just fans in general make it out, but I can't imagine I would. Well, um, go ahead. And I, I want to talk a little bit about prices, right? And and I'll talk uh, – I'll mention the road game, and then I'll, I want to talk a little bit about today's game too um, because resellers, you guys are filthy. And thank goodness that you guys didn't make back whatever you thought millions you were going to make in today's sales. But regardless. Mike V is so, a good guy, by the way. I'm sorry. Yes, Mike V is a good guy. You just got to know how to deal with the banter, baby. Come on, baby. So um, talking a little bit about the Philly game, and I was talking to my wife about it, and, and we were looking at some of the road games, and she said, wow, these prices are outrageous. And here we are complaining about how the prices are for our games. In reality, these other teams, they only get to see Messi once. So you're talking about that they're going to charge double, triple, quadruple the rate that we're actually charging for people to see games here at Dry Pink Stadium. So for us that want to travel, it's going to be nearly impossible unless you got deep pockets. Um or you, or, or you got a high credit limit or something like that. That's literally the only way you're going to do it. No, and, and to talk – uh-huh, go ahead. If it was the final, I would I would probably pay the price because yeah. you want to go see the first – this could be the first trophy ever if they win. You're going to pay final prices for, for Los Angeles, California. I mean, if it's messy and into Miami and all that. You're going to yeah, do that. That's like, that's like 600 a pop, baby. But this is the like. There's only one time that you win your first trophy in franchise history. Yeah, and this yeah. would be it, or could be it. I mean, so good luck. You're gonna be you're gonna be competing with people that live in Los Angeles that are already they make six hundred dollars while breathing over there. I'd I'd bet that if the final is against um, LAFC, yeah. that they possibly move this. that that game to the to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and I once you move it so to the so. Rose Bowl, there's like a billion seats. The tickets won't be that hard to find. The seats won't be that great, but you'll be in there. Uh, you know, this is a good question by by Slish. I think that's an L. I'm gonna just be safe and say it's Slish. Uh, why is it that American games don't start on time? Good morning to you too, my friend. Uh, uh, because we're America. That's across all sports <laughs> generally, unless yeah. it's baseball. Baseball is pretty accurate with their with their yeah. first pitch, but most games, if it's the one o'clock starts, it's NFL. It starts at one o five. NBA eight thirty starts at eight forty, and MLS, yeah, usually give it eight or nine minutes. I'm not sure why that is, but that definitely uh, something that we do. Well, look at and and look at what uh, look at what what Caitlin Galvin is saying. LAFC regular season tickets are already 600 plus. Danny, you got to get rid of a limb before you get a seat in their house. That's, but, if that's it's in, but if it's in the Rose Bowl, which I'm not saying it is, they haven't said that. But if it's in the Rose Bowl, all of a sudden you have, I don't know, how, how much does the Rose Bowl fit? 
So, but if it's well, lot, someone mentioned here, someone mentioned here, they move it to Rose ninety thousand, ninety thousand seats. That's ninety thousand. If ninety thousand, you could find seats for a hundred, two hundred bucks. It's gonna be nosebleeds, but you'll be there. So, I think you can well, do it. I I can't wait to see the prices, but I mean, we got to worry about the dupe the dupe poopers first, okay? Well, um, let's but talk let's talk about this game first. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about the tickets before we get into the game. I okay. love the fact that the ticket price is dropped and all of you resellers can eat it big time because I saw a ton of you drop it down to like 110 and not even sell your tickets, you filthy animals. Well, that was frustrating for saying me. that. Yeah. Oh, it was very frustrating. It I'm was not very mad. frustrating because I, I, I dropped uh, a decent amount on Hold seats. Hold on. I want to I mention this comment. It's the second time I've seen this comment uh, by Seemderman. And we got a couple videos talking a little bit about the MLS. We were going to make a video about the drafting system. So don't worry. In due time, we'll, we'll get to a video talking a little bit about the draft system. Okay, just keep, be on the lookout for that. Um, I forgot where I was going. Uh, you were talking about the ticket sales, the frustration that you had. Yeah, because I, I spent a decent amount on my tickets, and they weren't necessarily the best tickets, right? I was like row yeah. 15. And... um. And I started seeing tickets today. I guess these resellers were were stressed because oh, they were losing they were, money. And then I saw tickets row one, row two for 120 bucks. I was like, so what's the play here? Like next time, should I try to jump on and get them as soon as that link is available? Or should I just wait it out until the last day? Like Solana keeps telling me, just do that. Just wait till the last day. I'm like, oh, but I wanna I wanna guarantee my decent seats. So I don't even know what to do with this play anymore. Yeah. I mean that, but that's that's the that's the sort of game of chicken that you're playing here with the seller and the market, right? Like yeah. you're just hoping it drops down like it did today. Um, but luckily, we were able to hit the game live today. It was fantastic. The energy, I I have felt that energy. Yeah, it was very hot, but I love the energy in the in the stadium. It was okay. amazing. I I need to put a disclaimer out there. Chris had only been to the Cruz Azul game, so he doesn't understand yes. the energy that there's been in the other games. Today, I thought there was a little bit of a drop-off. I didn't oh. feel the energy I felt during the Atlanta game, during the well, Orlando the game, game. The last game you had was Orlando, so of course yeah. you're going to feel a drop-off. Well, and the Atlanta one also, I guess maybe because it was his first start, and they put up four goals in the first 55 minutes, but the energy during the Atlanta game and the Orlando games, and even the Cruz Azul game, they they were much better than today's today's it wasn't bad but it was definitely not those first three home games uh esteban dito uh he's chiming in here trying to see if we make a collective travel uh if they make it to the final i think we should i'll i'll see if i can rent out a yellow school bus pack in like 50 60 super fans and, and let's do it uh eight mayor is is also chiming in where's the state name of the stadium of the next inter miami game i don't know the name but they're going to be playing in philadelphia i'll find so, out the name for you right now um, yeah so Phil philadelphia is where they're going to be playing it is grass so that's great and uh subaru park subaru park and they and they show out and they show out yeah. no and it's they a beautiful stadium too i love the way you can see that bridge in the background and all that all right so Listen, let's finally get into today's game yeah let's go all right, so, well, overall, it felt like this. we said that Charlotte wasn't very good. Worst defense in the league. Yes. By far. And I think it was never more apparent. I'm going to jump ahead, and then we'll go back. But that last goal where Campana let it uh, kind of laid it off to Messi. Yes. If you look back at that goal, I was watching the replays while I was uh, driving home, and nobody closed in on Campana. They let him pick no, and yeah, choose. They yeah. Where he wanted to go with that ball. Charlotte is, unfortunately, for, for our guy, Danny, that joined us the other day, your team sucks, bro. Like, your team is really, really bad. Like, I, I figured that we would put four up on you guys, but I wanted to give you two because, I don't know, like, nah, well, our defense isn't that great. Like, your team sucks. Charlotte is really bad. I feel bad because Charlotte's such nice people, and he was so nice, but their team sucks. Like, it was well, really if bad. I if I could be devil's advocate here, I started to realize that in the second half is when they started kind of putting the puzzle pieces together where you started seeing some smarter linking plays and they started and they start of they started sort of, uh, you know, vol, you know, lobbying it in for for headers. 
and this was, like I said, in the second half, you could tell that they started gelling a little bit better on offense, but it was just too late. I think they only had two really good, solid attacks in the second half. I don't remember Other than that, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to show it to you. They look yeah. bad. They look really bad. And no point no, that, look, and I and I don't think that our defense necessarily is is great. They had a decent game. And one thing I want to point out before we start going over the the order of the goals and we start talking about those in detail, I don't want yeah. I don't want this to go without being said. Dixon Arroyo played a good game, and obviously yeah. I have to watch because I watched it live, so I have to watch it back on TV. So I don't know if you could see it on TV as much because you just follow the camera, but I was noticing he played a very good game. The, the weakness that we have is that we're so aggressive. Our fullbacks push up so high that we need our defending midfielder to come back almost like a third center back in the center so that yeah. Miller and Kristoff can kind of spread out. And he was coming back, and he was, he was doing a good job of being that third center back. Now, I don't know if that has a lot to do with the fact that Charlotte sucks, so maybe it made them look better. But at no point did I feel like Charlotte was threatening. And I thought that Dixon Arroyo played a really good game. And I haven't seen when I got on Twitter to see what everybody was saying. I didn't see anybody bring him up, but I did want to give him his flowers because I thought that he did play a very good game. I actually liked the fact that he was coming back and sort of like filling in for Yedlin when Yedlin was pushing up. And Yedlin was getting at it, right? He was pushing up in, in a way where like he was literally pressuring really high. And so I think, and I started to notice that more in the second half that Dixon Arroyo and Robert Taylor, what they're doing is they're filling in for the right and left wing back when the right and left wing back shoot up too high. So Robert Taylor, Robert, I start Robert Taylor's to, done. Well, I mean, I don't know about he's done. I don't think he's done. It's just he's got to find his little spots. I mean, he's, he's got to find them, but. Yeah, Jordi Alba's consuming it, but he's got to find the spot. He, I mean, look, you can't compare him having Noah Allen behind him versus having Jordi Alba behind him. Obviously, he's just going to command a bigger presence with the ball. And let me just be clear. I didn't mean like he's done as in like I think he sucks or like it's yeah, over yeah. for him. I, that's not what I meant. But, but like I meant, his like, role, like his, his role, role. his Jordi yeah. Alba just took over that role. Like that left side that Robert Taylor was was just dominating because he had so much space. No more space, and he, I think he did a great job running into that space. He had to cut into the right, and he filled in that space after the Joseph run. Beautiful play. We're going to get into that right now, but he, he, he did a good job finding space. Listen, but that left side, that's Jordi Alba and Robert Taylor. It's all day. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. And Money Score Matthew is saying same with Stefanelli. Stefanelli, yeah, he's done. Oh, no, Stefanelli's done for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mike V said that, that Tata hugged Joseph in a way that kind of says, I'm sorry, son, you're done. Um, obviously, I was watching from the stand, so I didn't get to see that, but I'm going to look back at that. If I mean, Joseph. Somebody asked, how's Joseph? <sighs> how, what's our critique on Joseph? I mean, look, you got your little penal. Like, okay, all right. No, you but, know. Yeah, but Joseph, like, he, I, I, one thing that frustrated me, I watched him do that stupid dummy pass again, and I'm, like, I got to. Oh. It, it, that's his go-to. He that it's like he's scared to touch the ball because he has such a bad first touch. Like I'm not sure what it is. But going finally back into the game, 12 minutes in, we get our first goal, and I want to say it, I, the foul that they finally called was on Dixon Arroyo, or, or Dixon Arroyo got fouled in the box. But there was like two other penalties that had happened just seconds before. I believe there was yeah. a handball. And another foul. I think that there was going to be a penalty call no matter what in that point. And last episode, we said they were second in the league in penalties conceded. Yeah. It showed its hand. We knew that they were going to be undisciplined. And we said, they're probably going to get a penalty. And they got it. So we got it. And are you surprised that Messi once again gave it off to Joseph? Well, and I'm not I'm not surprised because Messi's going to get his before Joseph's going to get his. Right. I mean, the thing about Joseph that I've noticed is that he, I guess, I mean, he's super confident when it comes to penalty kicks. And from what I hear a lot of people say just in the past that um, that Messi isn't a great PK kicker, right? I, I, like, I, I don't know if that's like a, a, a false it's, it's like, or what. No, it's like one of those things where like he's so great, you have to find something to criticize and he doesn't bang in 90% of them. I want to say somewhere like 75 to 80%, somewhere in there, which, I mean, I guess isn't the best ever, but 
But like, yeah. it's not like you go in there and you're like, oh fuck, he's gonna miss. Like, ah, he's, he's okay. Oh well, look, well, well, look at what Rashid and we got Jacob saying Pentines, right? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, you guys are in the chat. You guys are just phenomenal. Rashid yeah. is also chiming in saying Messi always give gave penalties to Neymar and Suarez. I knew it was somewhere around there. Look, I got somebody saying 78%. Uh, Banny, I got somebody else saying 77%. I knew it was somewhere between 75 and 80%. I know it's his conversion rate for penalties, which again, that's like basically 8 out of 10. Do you want yeah. it to be 9 out of 10? Yes. But 8 out of 10 isn't something that you're going to be like, I'm so scared. Please, Joseph, you take it. I'm sure yeah, if you yeah, look yeah. up Joseph, it's probably like in somewhere in the low 80s, mid 80s. So I wouldn't say too much. But are you surprised that he keeps doing it? I'm not surprised. I mean, like I said, he's going to get his before Joseph does. And I think that he wants his strikers to have some more confidence. So I think it's a good play on him uh, to give them up. I, I think, and it's tough because when you take a penalty, it's it, sometimes, I mean, if you if you miss, people are going to look at you like, oh, is this guy done? Is he the worst soccer player ever? Oh. In his? I mean, that's that's the way that I think of it. Like, it's like no. missing a crucial free throw, no? I mean, no, I, no. Am I wrong, guys, for giving this, like, basketball analogy? When you miss a free throw, yeah. you're done, done? Yes. It, it, the reason that, that it's not be, is because you have somebody in the goal trying to block your shot. Like, when you're taking a free throw in basketball, it's you in the rim. Yeah, like yeah, the rim is open. Sense. There's no hand going back and forth. And, and the goal, you know, a goalie can guess correctly. You could just, you know, just kick it a little too high or a little too yeah. wide. So, like, it, it's it's different. It's definitely not like a free throw. So, but well, I understand why you say that. Well, I mean, that's just the way it plays out to me. And then just talking a little bit about the goals, we'll move on to the next one where you just said Robert Taylor is done, but then he gets a banger on the 32nd minute assisted by Yedlin. And that was a beautiful goal too, man. I love that well, Robert Taylor's getting his. I um I haven't had a chance to look at the stats, right? Because we, we decided to record today right after the game. So unfortunately, yeah. a couple things happen when we do that. I, I yes. unfortunately don't have as many numbers as I like because you know I love numbers. But yes. one thing I did notice, they are building up the left side a lot, right? It's Jordi Alba, Robert Taylor, Kremaki over there. Messi kind of floats off to the left. So it's it's a lot. It's very left heavy. They over um, overload the left side, and on the right side, you kind of just see Yedlin just hanging out by himself, and Busquets did a beautiful job of just picking him out and got him yeah. into space. And then Yedlin, because nobody closed in on him because Charlotte sucks, kind of had the chance to kind of just step on the ball and then wait for Robert Taylor to make that run. And I honestly thought that Messi was going to make the run. But Robert Taylor's like, nah, I got to get mine. And he hauled ass to that open space. And um, he did a good job finishing. And look, we've been calling him Neymar Light. I, I want to say in episode number one, we were calling him Neymar Light. Yeah. And I, I think that if he gets the opportunity, he's that guy. He has that skill. You saw it when he had the left side. He was dominating until Jordi Alba got here. If he gets his chances, he can convert, man. I, I, I think that Robert Taylor needs to find a, a place in this, uh, in this eleven. You know, I kind of hate what the media is doing with Robert Taylor, where they're making him out to be like this backwoods soccer player straight from the gutter of street football. And it's like, he's about to good, retire. Yeah, yeah, like this guy was bagging groceries last week. Like, get out of here, man. Come on. Taylor Tolman's the one soccer. that likes to play that story. Every time you hear Taylor Tolman talk about him, he's like, like, he was in the third division in England and he was ready to start bagging groceries. But <laughs> now Messi came in and everybody's searching him up on Google. It's like, no, nah, man, you haven't been watching, man. This kid got skills. We knew he had skills. Yeah. That's Neymar That's Light right there. All right. So going into halftime, 2-0, Charlotte didn't really threaten much. And um, at that point, I had a couple thoughts in my mind, and, and tell me what you think. Yeah. I posted something earlier in the day where I said, if we win tonight, we're going to have five games in the next 15 days. Right? That's a ways they are. So five games in 15 days, and it's not just like any five games. Like, it's crucial knockout games, right? Like, you got to win to continue. Like, it's not yeah. like you could just like kind of take it easy. So I thought to myself, we're up 2-0. If we get a third goal... Maybe you want to look into sitting Messi, Busquets, Alba, you know, um, Yedlin, like any of these players that that we rely on heavily. Maybe we want to get them off a little early. Yeah. And that's not what we did. 
Mm -mm. Am I alone on that? I'm asking the chat. Yeah, I'm asking the chat and I'm asking you. Do you think after we went up 3-0 that they should? And I I know what a lot of people are going to say. Oh, but Messi refuses to get off the pitch. I I get it. I know. I understand. But thinking long term in the next five games in 15 days, like should we not have thought about maybe conserving some energy? Maybe not for Messi, but for Busquets and Alba and these guys. Uh, and I'm going to answer your question, but before I do, I want to get to this solid dime of the day comment by Joe Shaw. He was in a Publix when Messi saw him and brought him to practice because he saw something special. He liked that he put the cold with the cold stuff and the dry with the dry stuff. I worked at Publix. I know how to bag groceries, baby. So that's <laughs> that's how that's how Robert Taylor bagged groceries, and that's why he's got a, a spot on this team. Now, as far as far as that is concerned, I think the whole messy thing, you just kind of let him be. But Busquets, to me, I think is really critical. To it's a bring punching him bag out the, there. Yes, because every I, he's getting used and abused out there by yeah, the defenders. Man. And it seems like he gets the ball so much more and guys are just like, boom, elbowing him, boom, shouldering him. And it's like Busquets is one of those guys that if we're winning 2-0, or 3-0 by the 75th minute. Busquets, you got to take a chill pill, bro. We got to save you and your and your and your lanky body and make sure that you're decent enough to be able to play in the next game. He's one player I would kind of reserve just for defensive purposes. I don't know if maybe Dixon Arroyo is a good person to pull as well and just have David Ruiz come in because he's a dog anyway. Well, David Ruiz and, made it in. Yeah, and and but you see that was good, but I felt like it was a little later. Um, those are two players that I think just because of the simple fact that we have kind of, I don't want to say flaws, but our center back position is a little sus, right? You want to make sure that you hold back on your holding set on your holding center midfielders. Is that how they call it, Danny? Did I just use another soccer term holding center midfielders? What? Well, you you would have said, uh, holding, holding midfielder would have been holding midfielder guys. Don't bag on me, okay? I use Okay. I like it. It was good stuff. Good stuff. Getting better. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And this um, is facts right here by Eric Carr. When Gregory is back, it's it's gonna be beautiful. Oh yeah, for sure. Look, and and again, I, I want to say again, I thought Dixon Arroyo did a good job. Dixon Arroyo did what I what we needed Gregory to do because this is what Gregory did. Gregory was great. Helping out the center mid, uh, center backs behind them whenever he needed, he could be that third center back, and he could yeah. also push forward. And I think Dixon Roy did a great job of that today. Um, so what we were at, we, we second goal, and then we went into the uh, second half, and I felt like there was a lull there for a while. Yeah, nothing really crazy happening. Joseph, Joseph just isn't. He's not converting the way we want him to. I know, and I've and I've personally been one of the ones making excuses for him, right? I say he's not finishing and everybody's killing him for it, but I'm saying, you know, he's linking up with Messi. You know, he's creating space for other players. But today, he just seemed off. And I think Messi's giving him these penalties to try to boost his confidence. And I appreciate that Messi does that. That, that is one hell of a teammate right there. But I don't think anything's working. I think this Joseph thing has to kind of be... Maybe put to bed because, like, you, you have to give Campana a, a, more of a chance. Campana got 30 minutes today with uh, with with Messi and, and and I mean, the starting 11. And I think that was nice to see. Now, he didn't necessarily get a goal. He had one assist. But on that, fir- that third goal that was an own goal, that was a Campana run that the defender was trying to get in front of, yes, which led to yes. that own goal. And if Campana doesn't make that run, the defender doesn't find the need to go ahead and, and attack the ball the way he did. And that's what yeah. led to that own goal. Campana looked pretty good. Again, watching it live, I want to look back at the tape. But my from what I saw from the stands, I thought Campana looked pretty good. And I wouldn't mind seeing him out there more often. We've been asking for it for a while. I've been trying not to trash Joseph too much while asking for Campana. But I think it's time for Campana to get the start from here on out. I mean, look at what Mike V is saying in the chat that Messi yelled at him today for losing the ball twice after he jumped over the ball. He got pulled. I mean, I could tell you this much after doing that, that, that move that, that he pass? does, the dummy, the dummy thing, 
at that point, you're getting off the field, dude. Like, what, what what's going on here? Remember, she said that uh, Messi used to do that for Suarez also. So, man, I love... What is there not to like about Messi? Messi I don't know, is... bro. I don't... I don't... I'd love to have an episode one day, guys, and we're not doing it today. We're just not. I'd love to have an episode of Ronaldo versus Messi because I really don't understand how Ronaldo gets all this love over Messi. When, like, he doesn't. Clearly... He doesn't get love. He doesn't get love over... unless you're Portuguese. Look, I, I was... Uh, and, and people kill me on, on the YouTube comments for bringing up Real Madrid on this show. But I'm just saying... I'm a Real Madrid fan, and I never said Ronaldo was better oh, than Messi because getting, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, Eric Carr said, if Charlotte doesn't score that own goal, Campana does. And I agree. That was yes. a great run that Campana made, and I, I really think that Campana showed that he should be out there. And, well, and I think Joseph has shown that he shouldn't. Well, and, and I'll tell you one thing about the own goal. My daughter messaged myself and my wife in the chat says that dude for sure is getting fired. He's never touching another soccer ball in his life. So he's done. Look at this. Bro. Rohan even. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's, that's not true. He, he said, sorry, even Portuguese don't like him. That's not true. But There's no had, way that's true. No, you know, that guy's a guy in Portugal. <laughs> that's no the guys All right. Um, so that was the own goal, again, created by, um, I mean, it was. I think it was a messy pass, a messy center, but. It was Campana's run that kind of got the, the defender to kind of attack the ball the way he did. And then yeah. the final goal. The final goal was a little sloppy. Again, sloppy defending by Charlotte. The ball, Campana tried to get by the two defenders. It like ricocheted That's... off one of them and yeah. then just laid it in front of Campana. He did a beautiful job of avoiding the, the goalkeeper and kind of took it off wide left. And yeah. then he stepped on the ball. And I didn't realize when I was watching it live how the defenders just did nothing. And when you watch the replay, he stepped on the ball and just surveyed what was going on. And Messi just, just waltzed right into the, the open space. And he just laid it, it It was really bad. At that point is when I felt bad for Charlotte. I, bet, I felt bad for Charlotte. I felt bad for Bank of America Center. I felt bad for Danny, the Emmy Award winner. I felt bad for LaMelo Ball. Michael Jordan sold you Charlotte Hornets because just Charlotte sucks, bro. Like, that was really bad. Like, just the city should just be really disappointed in that horrible display of defense today. Like, it was really bad, and I feel for them. And um, it just just felt too easy. It felt almost too easy. Well, I'm just wondering, like, we're we're like, we just slackled this team, like, completely destroyed them. And you have Philly, who just struggled out – uh, a dying game of a hundred plus minutes to bang out a last second goal. Like I'm, I'm kind of scared of Philly and I've always told you I'm traumatized by the doop, doop, doop song. And Joe Shaw even mentioned it in the chat. Like I'm literally traumatized, but that's one of my favorite goal, like little chance that they have. I'm traumatized by that. And I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be and Erica, Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte, the same thing to Yedlin on that. On that second goal, they just they just didn't close in on close them out. I don't know. It, it was really weird. No, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I I don't think that is anybody here surprised that we beat Charlotte the way we did. Like you and I both said that they might score two goals. I, I, I part yeah. of me wanted to say four zero, but I was like, man, this defense hasn't proven to me that they can shut teams out. So I can't say four zero. So I said four one four two, but. It felt like it, there wasn't much of a worry. I remember we were driving to the game. And my brother's like, "Now nah, don't say that. Stop saying that they're going to win today. You just never know. Any game, a set piece, something. I just Maybe that's why the energy wasn't there because it almost felt like a gimme. And I feel bad. Maybe people in Charlotte be like, Man, this guy's completely bashing our team. F this guy. And I apologize. But I really didn't feel any fear today. Now, going into Tuesday against Philadelphia in Philadelphia, that scares me. That I'm more worried about. That's a team, right? Even though Gazdag is injured. So I think that that bodes well for us. Uh, I, I'm worried about a game against Philadelphia. But today, it just... Charlotte, man. Charlotte sucks. Uh, yeah, how Charlotte, many times, over on the... How many times have I said that? Five already? You said like seven, I think. I yeah, think seven. I, I, he I, said I, it like I, seven I, times, right, guys? Yeah, I've said it a few times. But yeah, so, yeah it just wasn't... A, and and I want to mention not only because this gentleman has a name called Upside Down with Chris. Uh, if we got a show together, send me the contract. All right, I'm not aware of this. Okay, uh, how's Philly as a team? Listen, 
Philly, from my understanding, from the time that I've I've been watching MLS, they're a team that's been growing slowly but surely the right way, sort of like making sure that they develop their players. They're not getting big names, but they've been consistently pretty good. We're we're going to have an in, in-depth preview on Monday with Todd yeah. God. So you don't want to miss that. that. No, but but I will tell you what we do know about uh, Philly. Philly was the best team in the regular season last year. They they almost broke. I don't know if they broke the record or got close to breaking the record of, of goals scored in a season by a, by a team. And the scariest part of Philadelphia is that they returned their starting eleven this season. So yeah. they brought back that squad that they had last year that made it to the final. They brought them all back this year. Now, if you look at the records in the Eastern Conference, their standings not great. I, I think they want to say they're like fourth or fifth, something like that. Yeah. But the reason being, they had a lot of games going on at the beginning of the season. They had the Champions uh, Cup. They had um, uh, Open Cup. So they had a lot of games going on. So they didn't really put all their effort into the MLS regular season. And as soon as they got eliminated from those other tournaments, they just went on a wild, like, 10-game, no-losing streak. Like, they they won or or drew for, like, 10 games in a row. So Philadelphia is a really good team. I want to say they're fourth or fifth in goals scored. And I want to say that they're third. I want to say off the top of my head in goals against. So they're good offensively, they're good defensively, and they have this guy Jose Martinez, which is just expect Busquets to catch like three or four cleats to the knee during the game because he is a dirty player. If you thought Arujo or whatever his name is from Orlando was bad, wait till you see this kid uh, in Philly, number eight. He'll stand out to you. You'll, you'll notice him. Mr. Krabs, welcome, and Lucas, welcome in. Uh, Mr. Krabs asked a good question here. How many goals left for Messi to pass Iguain for the highest goal scorer in inner Miami history? Now, just for you guys to know, we do have a Messi tracker on our Twitter account, which let me just start plugging away here, baby. Follow <laughs> us at, at Battered Herons, and you'll be able to find that. Make sure you guys are liking and subscribing this video. Come on, guys. Look, look. With your phone, just swipe up, press that button. Do that thing, chicken wang. Okay, don't come on, come on, don't be lazy. All guys. right, well, just uh, to answer his question, Gonzalo Higuain had 29, Messi now has eight. He would have been tied for third overall with Robert Taylor with eight, but since Robert Taylor scored today, Robert Taylor now has nine, and uh, Messi has eight. But eight goals in five games that's wild. So it's 21 literally. to go, 21 to go to tie. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's it's ridiculous. It's on the way. He's on the way. Oh, this is this is a we're listen, Lucas. We're gonna have to answer that question off air one day with you. Okay, don't worry about that, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, did uh, anything else stand out to you today during the game? Um, I mean, the one other thing that stood out to me is obviously it was a little more boring because, and if I look back at the stats, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see that Messi touched the ball le- less probably the least that he's touched the ball out of all the games um in the I, first I, half I, he was touching it quite a bit i don't I'm, the second the second half just i don't know it just seemed like a lull for me i don't know i, I didn't i didn't notice the same sort of persistence that he typically has had in the last couple games and it's i mean look we're not gonna get like this uh, super all-star messy all the time i mean they're gonna put so much attention on him that other guys like Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets are going to branch out. I mean, look, even Ben Krem had some times where he was sort of he was sort of um, pushing the ball up and starting to develop some stuff, right? So the fact that Messi is getting all of this attention is starting to help other players like Ben Krem, uh, like Robert Taylor, branch out and look a lot better in their role um, and not just be... I guess handcuffed to what it is that they used to do before Messi came in. So, well, I, and I think that it's, it's time for us to address certain players. So, for example, I think that it, it, we should address Diego Gomez. Diego Gomez came into the game. What did you think of him today? Because I felt like a, a big critique of his last game was his defense. But I thought that he was getting into it. I thought he played much better defense today. Um, and he, he's active, man. Like he more composed. He, Yes, played like, more composed. I, I I think that he he had a much better showing than he hit obviously against Dallas, and um, if you had to guess on Tuesday, you think we stay with uh, 
Monterey starting to cook LAFC. Ooh. Uh, do you think we start with uh, Ben Krem on Tuesday, or you think it's Gomez time? Gomez, I thought Gomez looked much better now. Listen, Ben Krem, Kremaki is having freaking press conferences with Tata. He just had one like a couple days yeah. ago. This is true. Ben Krem, I think, is creeping into that whole little Tata, like, be my wing person, whatever. So I feel like Ben Krem is in a perfect place where he's just flourishing. Because remember, I think he mentioned, I think in a press conference where he's like, a lot of these younger guys, they got opportunities because of injuries. But look at look at what's happening. Ben Kremaki is getting time, and he's a young guy. Like, I'm pretty sure that Ben Krem is showing enough stuff during practice, during drills, during games, where Tata is like, I can't, I can't drop this guy. I can't bench him. Like this guy, Diego, like he's a little, he's a little off the hinges. I think he played more composed, but I still think he's kind of a crazy person. No. Are you surprised that we didn't see Robbie Robinson? No, I'm not surprised. That guy's going to be on a one-way ticket to Tampa at some point. No, when when Ben I mean, Krim, wait, Ben Krim came off for Diego Gomez, which we were expecting, right? We knew it was going to yeah. happen. But when Robbie Taylor came off, I was like, Robert Taylor's coming off. Who's coming in? And then they put in, um, who was it? David David Ruiz. I was like, why is David yeah. Ruiz coming in for for Robert Taylor? And that caught me off guard. I guess they want to go a little more defensive, but that that really surprised me. And, and let me tell you something. I love David Ruiz. Like I'm a big Sergio Ramos fan, but I get the same aggressive play from David Ruiz. I love seeing him on. But I thought, I thought Robbie Robinson might get in there. Listen, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've noticed this, and this is a great comment by James Robbie Robinson to Miami FC confirmed. You put him on on Miami FC playing on FIU Stadium. It is RIP for his knee for sure. Okay, not only is he gonna vomit on that turf, but his knee is gonna shatter on that turf. Uh, hello guys, I'm from Argentina. It's almost two. It's like, uh, what time is it? It's it's twelve forty five here, so we're not one hour behind. Um, yeah, but you know, it, now after after into Miami game, you got to get on and talk, right? I you you talked about Robbie Robinson, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've noticed, but Victor Uyoa has been coming off the bench for a couple games. So I feel like, and and I don't know if I'm out of box out of the box by saying this. But I feel like Tata likes Victor Uyoa. Like, he's been plugging him in for, like, the last five, ten minutes of a game. He has other players he can put in. Why is he putting in Victor Uyoa? And you know what's weird is that, I remember Franco came on here, and he said that he thought that he had heard that he was going to get bought out. And then I had heard from a couple other reporters that Nick Marsman did eventually happen, was going to get bought out. And also that um, Robbie Robinson was on his way out. And... Two of those three ended up staying. Robbie yes. Robinson is still around. Victor Yo is still playing. And actually, Nick Marsman is still practicing with us. Like, he's there playing with Campana. Uh, and it, it's, I'm not sure what's going on here. But, yeah, it does seem like Victor Yoa is, is, he must be a really nice guy. I mean, he's got the telenovela look down packed. Yes, so, that must, that must help. Let me tell you, the moment that they get rid of him, he's going to take the job from Gibbs of doing media for inner Miami. Uh, Lucas, the wave was special. I drowned in the wave and uh, it was amazing. What do you think and of the wave? Are you a fan of the wave? I, I don't know. I didn't know that it was something that's done in soccer games, but like, I get it. I get it. It keeps everybody sort of involved. I think that that is like the punctuation to a boring game. No. Uh, is like it the whole? Like, isn't the whole? Like, hey, hey! Every time a pass goes on, hey, hey! That ole, to me is, ole. yeah, ole, yeah, whatever. That seems okay. to me to be like the punctuation of like the game is over. No, um, I think the ole is like you're stringing together a bunch of good passes. It's like the other team can't do anything about it. But the wave is just like you're not watching the game. You're like. Is it my turn? You're waiting for the wave. <laughs> is it coming? Is it almost here? It's, co- it's coming. Oh, oh, there, there it's it, coming. There it, oh. So, I don't know. I think that the wave is just like the punctuation of like, this game is so boring. The Ole, I think, is more like, you guys can't do anything. We're just going to keep knocking them. this. We're just going to keep knocking this ball back and forth and you can't do anything. But the Ole, I, I think, 
I mean, sorry, the, the wave, I think, just means like it's just, it's just boring. And, and Lucas, you're mentioning again Nick Marsman about staying here playing fit. And Danny, I want to talk a little bit about what you're saying with him playing the soccer tennis, uh, soccer pong with, uh, with Campana. Every time uh-huh. I see footage of someone playing soccer tennis ping pong, it's always against Campana. Is it me or is he like hustling these guys for large amounts of money? Because he's always playing that. Uh, I, you know, that's a great question. I don't know. But if I had to bet money on that, whoever the Brazilians are on the team, in our case, Gregory and Mota, I'd put, I'd put money on them because Brazilians kill it on that. So, Listen, Lucas, you let us know where you'll be at at the next, at the next match that we go to, and we will link up. Promise you that. For sure. Well, I mean, we're usually in, in, the, in the fan zone over by the yellow lot because we're too lazy yeah. to walk around. But um, for sure, you let us know and we'll, we'll be there. Um, so, I mean, I guess there's not too much else to talk about. Anything else that you want to you wanna talk about at the game, Chris? I mean, look, it was for me, and I didn't go to the Orlando game, so that, that says a little bit. Uh, it was an amazing atmosphere. Uh, my wife's first experience watching Messi. I was able to watch Messi with my son for a Cruz Azul game. And, and this was a lot better than the Cruz Azul game. It was a lot more entertaining. It had four goals. Um, it was a great game, man. And, and for those of you who haven't been able to be a part of a game, uh, it sucks that the prices are what they are. But if, if the sellers can't sell immediately and if you wait out until the end, I think it might be worth your while to go. Trust me, it's worth the price of admission. And I recommend that any of you that are thinking about or debating on going to the game, I think that you guys should definitely go to a game. It's definitely worth it. Do you think the Inter Miami is disappointed, obviously, because they want the money for the game? But a little part of them is like, at least we don't got to deal with this this fucking mess that's been the tickets on Tuesday. Because me personally, I was dying for the game to be in, on Tuesday here at home. But a little part of me is like, well, at least I don't got to deal with this bullshit. Because this week for the, for that ticketing thing, that was a mess. And now I get to save like two, three hundred. Well three four hundred bucks probably because yeah. the closer you get to the finals the harder it is going to be to get tickets probably well and and the the other part is i mean it's it's you know it's like what everybody's saying here you know wait till game day best best option you know and mike b we're gonna meet up by the alcohol plug just don't let nobody know where it's at we we know we know where he's at so we'll be there uh and for those of you that are either not watching or curious LAFC and Monterrey are tied in the 89th minute right now. So, Ooh, what? If you didn't know, oh no, Monterrey just scored. I'm sorry, three two. Joe Shaw just put it as I as I as I put the game on. So, if Monterrey were to win and they were to somehow beat Nashville, right? Because Monterrey is the has fix to in. Has is to- the fix <laughs> in? Is the fix inside? This is crazy. It's crazy. We're gonna get a home game for the final. It's scripted. Look, everybody's going crazy, man. Oh, that and that was a. Oh, it was a. Okay, it was off a deflection. Was, the goalie blocked it. It bounced back out, and then number seven ran and caught that. Oh, listen. For, well, for those of you who are are debating on whether you want to watch MLS often, this is this is amazing to be able to see the pandemonium that occurs. Amongst teams that we're playing against Liga MX teams. What are we doing, guys? Well, you know what? Thank you. I know I'm about to get off a little off, off topic a little bit. Okay. But let me Let's just, just do this it. Up. Today was Friday, August 11th, and, and EPL started today, right? Or technically, it's, it's now tomorrow. And today's so Saturday's going to be the full, first full slate of EPL games. Yes. And everybody's really hyped. Like, oh, yes, EPL. Wow. Yes. Oh. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate the soccer from England and Spain. I think it's good soccer. I appreciate it. But for all of you hardcore EPL fans, I hope you enjoy the next three to four weeks. Because once you hit September, 75% of the league has no chance of winning the title anymore. And that's just the way the EPL works. Why you guys are so obsessed with that league, I don't understand. I, is it because of the, the beautiful play? Yes, that's great. But man, does this suck. That by September, basically 75% of the league is like, all right, that's it. Well, when's the FA Cup? So we could try to win that somehow. 
And that's it. That, that, that's basically the EPL season. You get hyped up for the first three or four weeks, and then it's like, okay, let's not get relegated, right? Because th- that's what we play for. Because we have no chance of winning the title. And, let's just not and, be the and, worst. And in a couple of weeks, we get to play uh, a second or third division team in the FA Cup so we can win a couple important games. And th- that's what the EPL is. That's what La Liga is. And I, again, I appreciate the skill there. But I'm talking about as far as fandom goes, I don't, man. I, I, I don't see why everybody thinks that that is more entertaining than what you get with the MLS. Because in the MLS, at least you have a full season to root for a team. Whereas in EPL, that's it. September, I'm sorry, you're, you're done. Man City, you won today, 3-0. That's it. They, they already yeah. got a nice good start against Burnley. It, it's, it's just, I don't know. Hey, listen, Estevao is saying that this is true. Lucas is it's, mentioning. Oh, it's so much Man- worse in France and Germany. Yeah, Manchester and, City winning the league is so boring, overpowered team. And in Germany, Bayern Munich has won it the last, I want to say, like 13 seasons. Like, why on That's earth? That's really bad. Why on earth? Like, the only way that you're a fan of another team is if you were born and that's your local team, right? So, and I get that. And if you're German, I get it. But if you're in the United States and you're choosing to watch these leagues, I don't understand why you would choose to watch it. And not that you, I don't understand why you would watch it. I don't understand why you would choose to watch it and then poop on MLS. That's my thing. Like, if you watch it because you like it, that's fine. But I dislike when people are like, ah, but the MLS sucks. It's like, F you. Do you see the crap that you're watching? There's absolutely no competition. The same teams went over and over and over again. How is this any fun? So, whatever. That was my uh, random look, rant. But that's a great rant. And look, the, Lucas is mentioning, remember we were talking about tickets going for 100K. Looks like it might happen if we make the finals. Listen, for all of you that are wanting to go to a game, especially if you go to LAFC, you're selling at least your first two children. Well, LAFC might be eliminated now. So... Well, Let's say hypothetically, right? Because Nashville looked really good today. They beat Minnesota, I want to say, like 5-0. So hypothetically, Monterey, Nashville. Let's say, let's say Monterey beats Nashville. And Inter-Miami beats Philadelphia. And we host Monterey. What are the chances that the front office in Inter-Miami is like, you know what? We've kind of done our season ticket holders kind of dirty. This is the opportunity to do right by them. There's some season ticket holders that have been here since 2019. Our team took off in 2020. Maybe we can give them an opportunity to purchase their own tickets so that they can see their investment back in 2019 come to fruition right now in this final. Is there any chance that they are nice enough to fix this wrong for the final, Chris. I really hope so, because other teams have it set where you can be able to get your season ticket. Yes, and, uh, Austin did that. Austin FC, right? Yes. And and not only that, but you can clearly tell that they can do it because the first game against Cruz Azul, everybody had like a specific code. Look, Mike V just, just said this, right? And Mike V, I will fight you for putting this out into the ether if it becomes not true because now you got my hopes up. He Mike Via said that his rep told him that the next game season ticket holders will get first right of refusal. This is what I've been asking for since the tournament started. Yeah. This is the way it should be. This is the way it was for the Barcelona game. But Mike V, if this doesn't happen, he's coming. I'm coming for you. Even though I have he's no coming. idea what you look like, I am I'm coming for you. <laughs> I am coming for you. Oh my God! Uh, now Esteban Dito's asking for the rep. There's gonna be <laughs> names. No, don't put the rep's dropped. name out there. Don't put the rep's name out there. You can tell us privately. But don't put it out there. I don't want anybody Listen, getting in trouble. This is a great. This is a great question by Mr. Krabs. How's the search going for Mr. Fridge guy? Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but on my Twitter, I put out that it might be Mike Longin from the Green Lot or uh, Peter Brown from Football Miami TV. And uh, listen, those guys can have whatever alibis they want. I believe it's one of those two. Okay, if not, if you guys know who it is, you gotta you gotta put them up. And, and I agree, Mike B. Don't don't disclose who your rep is. We don't want anybody getting in trouble. We'll, we'll um, link up about that info. Um, uh, I, I know we've gotten off track, and we're not talking about the game anymore because that game was basically boring. 
But I'm kind of just writing this out because I just want to see the conclusion of this game. And we'll close it out with that. But one thing I did want to bring up, um, Chris told me something interesting. And if you've ever been down to the stadium and you're on the yellow lot side, there's a wall with a lot of names. And what Chris told me was that apparently these names are of season ticket holders from the year 2020. So this is my thing. When I found this out, I decided that I was going to walk up to this wall and I was going to find my name. Now, let me be very clear. When these tickets officially went on sale to the public, it was at 10 a.m. I made sure that I canceled everything that I had on my calendar for that day. Well, for the first for the morning, for the morning. I went into my office at work and I made sure that I was on there at 10 a.m. And I purchased those tickets within the first three or four minutes that they went on sale. How is it that my name is not on this wall? What a bad one! No, I, and what I what, yeah, what very dirty, very dirty, and I need other people to go check this wall because I need to know if I am the only one missing or if there are other victims like me, because this is kind of BS. I, I need to well, find out what's going on with this wall, or well, if maybe maybe your maybe your information was wrong. Maybe that's not what that wall is for. Listen, that's what I read. That's what I heard. That the names well, on those walls are the names of people that first purchased uh, season tickets with the organization. I don't know if there's other like placards anywhere else around the stadium. We only looked around where that big sign is by the yellow lot. This is this is a this is a good comment right here. <laughs> Messi pulled out the Spider Man celebration. What's the next celebration, Chris? Uh well he did the Thor right he did the Thor he did the Black Panther and now he did the Spider Man I mean what about like the Iron Man one right like well first of all what is what is an Iron Man celebration like is he just like 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 shooting up in the sky or whatever I don't know doesn't that isn't that what he does Iron Man he just kind of like shoots up in the sky. I, I unfortunately I'm not. He doesn't do anything Marvel. special like grabbing a saber or anything. It could be Captain America, right? He could do one. Of, is that, he is that could Captain do America that with, yes. with the shield? How dope would it be if they get a custom Captain America into Miami shield and they like just toss it at him? He's like, Phew. no way, no that way. Be dope. Do that. You got to yeah, save that for the final. You got to save was, that for the final. If I was a ref, I'll red card his ass right there. <laughs> I would red card him, red card Dada, red card Beckham. I, if I was Adidas I, and I was Marvel, I would 100% jump on that and make a Captain America shield, black and pink with the logo. Oh, they probably put the Messi logo, whatever. That'd be pretty cool. Look, and that sounds. Oh, like like and Joe Shaw. Oh, I would love that. Just do the Thanos snap. And then oh, everybody just starts deteriorating. Yeah. Ooh, I but like it. That would be great. That would be great. I think that that's yeah. actually better to do in the last game of the League's Cup because at that point, you just blew everybody out of the water. You're but done. I think he only does them at home, right? Because he can actually see his kids there, which is... Which, yes. How much does he lo- love that, that he gets to run up to oh, his family after every goal? That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. That's a great yeah. feeling. Well, That's a great feeling. Well, it's looking like... Oh, how about this? How about the jinx it? Let's say it's looking like uh, Monterey is going to take this. Um, so how are you feeling about Philadelphia? Because I guess we'll close it out now. On Monday, we have uh, an in-depth preview with Todd the God from the Free Kick podcast, the Philadelphia Union podcast. But just right now, how are you feeling about Philadelphia? And with those five games coming up, because we have, well, sorry, four games, right? Because we already played today. Four games yeah. we have um, Philadelphia on Tuesday. We have either Monterey or Nashville on Saturday because they were going to play either one of those in the final or in the third place game. And then we have the Open Cup against Cincinnati in Cincinnati on the 23rd. And then we have the annoying-ass Red Bulls on the 26th, which I still don't understand how they're always so good defensively. But we got them on the 26th in New Jersey. How are you feeling about the next couple of games? How are you feeling about Tuesday? What are you just thinking about the upcoming schedule? Well, and two people have already chimed in saying that he's done that that snap before for Barcelona. Um, so that's that. Uh, what's up with MLS and their own goals? I don't know, brother. Thabit, it's happening to everyone. 
Now, oh, Ooh, this would, would be this would that. be amazing, Lucas. This would be phenomenal. Imagine that. I mean, like Damian Lowe would have to retire, and he can only play for Jamaica, right? So, so like, I, yeah. Now so, I'm I'm very scared of Philly. I'm very scared of Philly. Like I said, their goal chant traumatizes me. That's, so, it. That's what you're worried about, the chant? I, I mean, listen, but when they score, they score, and then they <laughs> throw it in your face with that doop, 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 doop. Like, what? That thing yeah, but when we score, Messi's throwing webs at you. It's like shit. No, but that's just – but that's, like, super annoying. Like, Philly, first yeah. of all, they're annoying. Official, Monterrey won. Monterrey oh, won my goodness. So wow. the opportunity of us hosting a home game still alive in the finals. Still alive. Guys, save your money now. <laughs> save every penny because you're going to need that. You are going to need it. Um, Philly, I'm terrified for. And like I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, Nashville, they kind of put some fear in my heart too. No, they for sure. Some... Like, dumb. The, the teams that are Mukhtar, left. Like, Mukhtar, is, he, Mukhtar plays for Nashville, no? Mm-hmm. He's a monster. Oh, my God. That guy's a monster. That guy's a monster. I mean, he's not messy. So I'm just hoping that we out monster him with all of our monsters, right? But, like, he's a beast. He's good. Yeah, LFC was up with 2-0 with 23 minutes left, and they choked. Wow. They fumbled the bag like that, Joe? And and Nashville is lucky because Nashville was going to have to go to L.A. to play that game, and now they're going to get to host. So... Um, let's say hypothetically we beat. Well, I guess it's a silly question. Look at what James just said. They're not world beaters. Five against ten men. Not impressed. James is not impressed. Well, I wasn't aware that it was ten. Oh, Nashville's a good squad, though. Yeah. Look, we don't have the thing. Is a a little part of me worries that we've been beating up on bad teams. Cruz Azul, what horrible when they started that Liga MX. Are they going to get better? I don't know. But up until that point, they were horrible. Atlanta, second worst defense in the league, horrible. I think Orlando's the best team we've played. I know Dallas gave us a, a challenge or whatnot, but I don't yeah. even think Dallas was that great. They just had a, a pretty decent game, game plan or whatever. But I think Orlando is the, the best team that we've played against up until now. And then yeah. we played against Sorry Charlotte. So I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how we look against the best teams in the MLS. Now, I understand that Facundo Farias is, um, is in Miami. I don't know yeah. if he'll be available to play on Tuesday. And I don't even know if, if with not much time to, to practice, they would put him in there. But there's got to be rotating of, 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 of lineups coming up soon because th- these games are coming fast. Right, we got Tuesday, Saturday, then Tuesday, and I think Friday or Saturday again. So it, it's going to be a, a tough sledding. I have one more question for you before we close it out, Chris. Yeah. So these games that I was telling you about, right? The the two league league cup games and then the open cup game, and yeah. then we have that New Jersey game. Do you think that we kind of just throw the white flag in that New Jersey game? I think so. I think at that point, well, you know what? I mean, we need every win we can get to be competitive in in the MLS season, no? But if you let's say hypothetically you win the league's cup. And then you win that Cincinnati game in Cincinnati, so you are now in the finals of the Open Cup. Do you think that they feel satisfied? And they're like, "Dude, we've been, we've played like, at that point it would be like six games in like I don't know, like twenty days. Like, do you think they're like, let let let's let's let these guys chill for a bit and let the the because I mean the Red Bulls are great defensively, but they're not necessarily a, a juggernaut either." In since the game is in New Jersey, do you think they kind of just let him chill, or, or are they well, running out there ninety minutes? My question is: Look, I think that this team is wanting to hit the trifecta. I think that they want to try to get as many chips this year as possible, ride the wave as long as they can. My question is: I wonder if they think that they'd be a formidable opponent if they were to sit Messi and Busquets and just have Jordi Alba sort of quarterback this with crazy gomez and uh and everybody at that point yeah yeah facundo in there at that point 
We still yes. got Ben Cram. Like this team isn't like I know everybody's like, oh, this team is horrible. Like this team has some some decent players, even outside of Messi and Busquets. Yeah, so, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I, I think that they're gonna. I think that if they feel that they can be able to, you know, pull the win out even by sitting some of their major players, you know, I think that they'll be able to do it. I all right. All well, right. I know we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about it on Monday, but um, are we um, are we, uh, let's just predict it right now. Do you think we win? Because I just can't see us losing as as weird as that may sound even even though philadelphia is a good team and we're playing in philly i feel like what i've watched over the last month just tells me we're not losing uh, i don't think we're losing and i think that we better save the prediction for the show that we have against todd the god what do you sounds think good. i think it sounds good all right well we ran a little i mean I, I guess the last 20 minutes or so kind of just dragged we kind of just wanted to see the finale of uh of the Philadelphia game. So sorry if you got bored the last 20 minutes. Uh, this game itself was pretty boring. But, you know, from here on out, it's Miami versus everybody. Because, I mean, we either win or we cheat. Oh, sorry, we either lose or we cheat, right? That's what everybody says. I don't think anybody can say that today, though, right? Because it was pretty convincing. Yes. And, Tank, Any- if you missed the show, go ahead and watch it from the jump. Uh, so that way you can catch everything that we kind of went over. So, yeah. All right, any final thoughts, Chris? Listen, fun game. Philly is coming, or we're going to Philly, and we got Todd the God coming this week. For all of those for all those of you that have seen the podcast and have been able to watch Todd the God with us before, come Great on, guess. chill with us. He's incredible. He's uh he he knows his stuff in and out for Philadelphia Union. Don't miss it. So, we'll see you guys out there for sure. Yeah. So if you're listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. And if you were live on YouTube and you were participating in the chat, thank you for participating. As always, the chat is our favorite part of the show. So thank you for that. And um, as always, if you are looking for any messy or inter Miami gear, go ahead and visit us at batteredvans.com. And until the next one, have a good one. Peace.